This is WRAL News, your number one source for local news. Tonight on WRL News at 7, it is official. Stores now have the green light to welcome customers as we head into Mother's Day weekend. Good evening, I'm Gerald Owen. And I'm Deborah Morgan. Thank you for joining us. WRL's Mark Boyle is in the Live Center keeping an eye on the response in our area and across North Carolina. Mark? Hey, Deborah. A lot of folks here in our area seem to be following the rules and no major issues to speak of, but off to our west in the Charlotte area, this is the Eastridge Mall. Look at this video from one of the reporters there. When the mall doors opened just about an hour or two ago, people rushed in there. It almost reminds you of what the scenes are for Black Friday. Not too many masks except for some of the employees and customers there. So if you're curious about malls opening, we have all the lists for you and you can take a look on WRL.com. Some are opening tomorrow. The Crabtree Valley Mall uh, lists some information there. Not all stores are opening. A handful. Streets at South Point, including uh, a link right there that you can go through and find out exactly who's open and what time. Back to you. All right, Mark, thank you. As we close out another week and enter phase one of reopening, you should remember that the numbers are still climbing. That's why state leaders say you should still stay at home if you can. Here is a look at the change since last Friday. We're up more than 2,800 new cases in North Carolina. 127 people have died since last week. And while these numbers have gone up, the curve remains flat, which state officials say is what they're looking for and the reason for allowing us to enter phase one. Phase one does not mean we are fully back in business. In addition to the stores cleared to stay open for the past six weeks, retailers such as clothing stores, craft stores, gift shops, and bookstores can now open. Many of these retailers plan to open up over the weekend or early next week. Many places are still closed, including salons and spas, as well as gyms and pools and other entertainment venues. Restaurants are also prohibited from opening up dining rooms, but can still offer takeout and delivery. Testing will soon be available at more retailers in North Carolina, including Walmart and Harris Teeter. It's already available at a Walgreens in Durham. Today's Secretary of Health and Human Services, Dr. Mandy Cohen, said at least 6,000 tests per day are being completed in our state. It's only a part of the strategy to slow the spread here in North Carolina. Another is contact tracing. WRL's Kirsten Gutierrez is live in Raleigh to introduce some of the people who are doing this. Kirsten? Gerald, right now, more than 100 librarians in Wake County are using their people skills to help during this pandemic. Now, we've learned that Wake County Public Health and the county's Emergency Management Operations Center are training dozens of librarians to become contact tracers. Now, over the next week, they will sp split them up into teams of 10 and teach them to inform people who might have been in contact with a person who tested positive for the virus. Now, they will also have to gather information and check in on people daily. It's a task Deputy Director for Wake County Public Libraries tells us was made for librarians. That's part of our profession. You know, we ask questions, we try and find answers, and um, we always want to make sure our librarians are engaged in meaningful work. So this opportunity to be um, contact tracers, it really fit with um, our librarian skills and it also gave our librarians an opportunity to um, support um, Wake County and support the residents of Wake County. Now they hope to have 110 librarians trained by May 18th. Now coming up tonight at 10 and 11, we'll have more on what they're doing and what all they'll see in training in the next week or so. Gerald, back to you. All right, Kirsten Gutierrez, live in Raleigh. Thank you, Kirsten. 
The other big headline tonight is the surging unemployment rate. The April jobs report released this morning shows 20.5 million jobs vanished in April, shooting the unemployment rate to 14.7%. That's the number we haven't seen since the Depression era. April was the single largest month of job losses since 1939. To help those still filing for unemployment here in North Carolina, we learned you now have more ways to get help. The state confirmed an additional 1,000 agents are answering the phones, bringing the total number of people processing claims to 2,600. This is up from 1,000. The state also added evening and weekend hours and a new chat function. We have a new group of healthcare heroes to thank today, and they were trained right here in the Triangle. Duke and UNC Medical Schools hosted online ceremonies today to celebrate their students who are now officially doctors. Duke's ceremony is underway right now. This is video from UNC's ceremony earlier this afternoon. It included video appearances from high-profile guests like Dr. Anthony Fauci. Students we talked with said they had been watching the pandemic from the sidelines and now they're ready to do their part. We're mostly just excited to get in there and help in whatever way we can and just give the people who've been working so hard against COVID the relief. Now both Duke and UNC will be holding online commencement celebrations for all students on Sunday. They tell us they will be holding in-person commencements for the class of 2020 once it is safe. Graduating seniors in Wake County and Durham will not have traditional ceremonies this spring. Both announcements came today. Wake County leaders are looking for other ways to celebrate the class of 2020. Durham school leaders say each school will have the option to hold a drive-in celebration at streets at South Point or a combination of virtual and drive-through celebrations. For the younger students, this has been a time of unusual isolation, which has likely resulted in behavior changes. WRL's Mandy Mitchell spoke to a local expert about what you can do to help your children cope. Children and teens aren't in school right now. They aren't spending time with friends and they are stuck in the house all day. It's a recipe for changes in behavior, and it's something experts are starting to see more often. We're seeing a lot more, um, you know, temper tantrums. Ashley Witherspoon is a licensed clinical social worker and therapist in the Triangle. She is also a parent who knows what the current conditions can do to young people who may be a little confused right now. Each child has their own personality. So if you see that they're not... Um, kind of themselves, if you see that they're isolating more, they're on their phone a little bit more, they're engaging in behaviors that you haven't seen in a while for a longer you know, period of time, I would definitely step in. She recommends sharing your feelings and fears with your kids to let them know they aren't alone. I think a lot of children want to hear what mom um, has, uh, you know, in her, her vault of feelings. They want to hear what dad has. And while having these conversations, she says it's important to listen to what your children are saying. Really, the first step is acknowledging the feelings of our children. Recognizing these behaviors may not be permanent, but are worth addressing to make everyone in the family feel more at ease. Mandy Mitchell, WRL News. Witherspoon says it's important to be proactive during this time, and you may want to consider having your children speak to a therapist if they appear to be struggling and could benefit from having someone outside of your family to talk to. A local church is doing its part to help families in need during this pandemic. Every Friday, Hope Community Church sets up a drive through in the parking lot of Garner Town Square for families who may need help with groceries. The pastor tells us church members donate the food. On average, they hand out 400 bags to 180 cars each week. 
there's families who show up who may be in some of the nicest cars you've ever seen, but the truth is is that maybe they didn't know that they were going to be out of work for two months, or maybe they didn't know that something was going to change like this, and there was really no way for them to prepare for it. Hope Community Church has several campuses across the triangle helping families. As North Carolina and the country begin to gradually reopen, how do people feel about travel and how is the industry responding? Results from our WRL News poll about how North Carolinians feel about it and insight from a travel expert ahead on WRAL. Welcome back. I'm Mark Boyle in the Live Center tonight. TSA releasing new numbers this week on the number of people going through checkpoints across the country. The most recent statistics show 190,000 people were screened. That's compared to 140,000 the day before and 130,000 the day before that. So overall, we are seeing an uptick, but all this is way down compared to just one year ago. 2.5 million people compared to this 190,000 way off. And the numbers here locally at RDU of those folks going through the checkpoints and traveling right around 95%. We expect to get new numbers from the airport at the top of the month. Back to you. It's just mind-blowing to see those numbers. Thank you, Mark. With Phase 1 now underway and the summer travel season quickly approaching, we wanted to know how the lockdown and the economic fallout have affected travel plans for North Carolina families this summer. During our most recent WRL News poll conducted along with Survey USA, we asked 700 adults across the state how this would change their summer plans. The research was conducted online over a four-day period in late April. These are numbers you won't see anywhere else. When asked about summer vacation plans, 57% said they had to cancel or change them. 40% said they have not had to do that. 3% aren't sure how this is going to affect them. When it comes to traveling outside the state, we see an almost even split when you consider the plus or minus 5% margin of error. 46% said they do plan to travel domestically outside of the state. 54% said they do not. International travel looks more unlikely for most North Carolinians. 90% said they do not plan to travel outside the U.S. this summer. Only 10% said yes. And flying on an airplane, well, when you asked, do you plan to fly on a plane this year? 20% said yes, but 67% have no plans to do so. 14% said they were not sure. Well, joining us now to discuss the evolution of the travel industry and the path forward is travel expert Francesca Page. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Francesca. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with those numbers we just heard from the TSA. Nowhere near the number of people traveling at this time last year, but more people are traveling week to week. So are you surprised by that? No, not really, and for a number of reasons. First off, people are starting to get star crazy, inevitably. And uh, as some states start to see leniency in restrictions, people will start to feel like they can travel more. Secondly, we're seeing new mandates for airlines to follow to keep passengers safer, and airlines are no longer being slated as the hotspot to catch the virus. And thirdly, we are heading towards the summer months, so people are going to want to travel more. For sure. So uh, let's stay with the airlines for a minute. What changes have already started to take place, and what safety measures can we see rolled out perhaps in the coming weeks? Right. Well, airlines are individually coming up with their own procedures to make passengers feel safe again during the coronavirus outbreak, which I add is also an approach coming under fire by the Pilots Association. Now, airlines have had a great deal of flexibility to decide what safety measures are best for them. To date, some airlines require masks while others don't. Uh, some are leaving middle seats open when possible to provide distancing while others are not yet. 
Now, airlines like American Airlines or JetBlue now actually require flight attendants to wear masks, have started distributing sanitizers and masks to customers, and have expanded cleaning frequencies. So those are some of the changes that we have seen. You know, one story that we've been covering a lot, it seems, this past week, we've seen cuts in flights offered to adjust to the demand. And then we've heard many examples of resulting in crowded flights. As a matter of fact, we've been showing video this week. What are the airlines doing to prevent scenes like we're seeing right now on our screen? I know you can't see it right now, but it's pretty crowded on some of these flights. Yeah, well, I've, I've mentioned the middle seat, uh, and this seems to be the newest development. Uh, many airlines to date have been very open about passengers' rights to ask for a seat reassignment to create more space, and many are now blocking half of all middle seats. But you want to note that seat reassignment is not always guaranteed. Even though there's been some talk of airlines being required to move middle seats altogether, according to the civil aviation minister, the government will not be asking airlines to do this. Now, another major obstacle right now is actually fear among passengers. There's even been stories of people acting out verbally to push back on other passengers for space on the plane, for example, when going to use the restroom. And Francesca, for those canceling or postponing trips, how are the airlines responding and what are the loopholes that may still end up costing customers even if they don't travel? Well, a few weeks back now, the U.S. Department of Transportation mandated airlines to refund passengers in the event flights are canceled or significant schedule changes are made. Now, what if you were originally given a credit before the mandate was passed? Well, if you go back to the airline and attempt to get a refund instead of a credit, note that this is at the discretion of the actual airline. And also remember, as I've said before, that airlines want to keep your business. When a flight is cancelled, airline systems try and rebook you on the closest available flight or offer you a credit voucher. But this keeps them holding on to your business and your cash. Now, what do you do if your flight's not cancelled? My recommendation is to hold on to your reservation so that the airline calls the cancellation before you do. And this will increase your chances of being entitled to a refund. Oh, good advice. All right, let's talk briefly about cruises. Just this week, Carnival announced it will set sail again as soon as August. How is this industry responding? And what do you recommend for anyone hoping to try to book a cruise in 2020? Well, this is an interesting one, and Norwegians also in the same boat um, as Carnival, so to speak, saying they're expecting to sail sometime in 2020. I personally think this is somewhat of a long shot just due to it being the one mode of transport that originally saw the highest amount of fast-spreading cases. Now, it's important to mention that they've also said they may set sail as soon as August. And actually, in a follow-up statement, Carnival reiterates that if any cruise operations were to resume, it would be fully dependent on their continued efforts in cooperation with federal, state, local, and international government officials. So while I think this is giving people hope, I'm not sure that even if they were to start that soon, they wouldn't be financially shooting themselves in the foot somewhat as people stay clear of cruise travel for a while. Would you take a cruise right now? Um, personally, I would not. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's still too early. Well, looking past the summer now and into the busy holiday season, as people start to think about Thanksgiving travel plans, does it make sense to go ahead and book ahead or should you wait? Um, I would wait. Uh, I personally wouldn't book anything for right now. Um, it's important, however, to have goals, especially at this time. We're all struggling somewhat psychologically. So I think it's healthy to put together some ideas, whether it's a road trip to go see family um, or just somewhere to get away once everything has sort of settled down. Um, but I wouldn't book anything. I would keep your dates pretty loose at this point. So perhaps just keep it on the ground. Don't fly. Don't take a cruise in the next year. 
I mean, I would also look at the road trip. It's a great way to explore the country and visit family too. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I, I know a lot of people are anxious about exploring. They want to get out of their homes. I know you have been in the same place. You're a travel expert and you haven't even traveled very much. So a lot of people want to get out and explore, don't they? Yes, absolutely. And this is why I think we're seeing people starting to look into travel again, looking into air travel, looking into cruise travel. I would say that there's going to be alternative forms of transport that are going to rise in popularity, including, as I've mentioned, the road trip. So you might want to start looking at places you can go via car, um, if not via plane. Great advice. Travel expert Francesca Page, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you. Coming up, a special thank you and a warning for all of us as North Carolina reopens. It comes from these two frontline workers, two people we've gotten to know pretty well over the past six weeks. That's up next. Coverage you'll see only on WRAL News. We're seeing an uh, increase in the number of patients we're seeing in the emergency department, still less than we would normally see. Um, and we're also seeing kind of increase in the number of patients we're seeing that have uh, COVID-19. Um, you know, what I've noticed is that it's kind of been all ages, but the patients who have been sicker uh, tended to be the older and the kind of more susceptible, those with comorbidities uh, from lung disease, heart disease, uh, on dialysis and other medical comorbidities. Um, those have tended to be the more sick uh, that I've seen on shift and been caring for. I am kind of thinking forward and thinking of kind of next steps uh, as we've adjusted to kind of our, our new reality. And uh, the next kind of thing on my mind is with the state beginning to reopen, um, kind of what's going to happen, what's going to be next. Um, but I do think that we're doing our best to be prepared and being ready to treat the patients of the triangle uh, in North Carolina. It's gonna be an interesting week next week. Anytime we see an uptick, we're probably gonna get a little nervous about whether this means something's coming back. But in all honesty, I could see it going so many different ways. Um, we'll be ready for whatever happens. I just hope people are really careful and follow the guidelines. And I know everybody's really bored and just chomping at the bit to get out of the house and do some stuff. But I hope people are really responsible, uh, even though being responsible isn't always so much fun, especially when the weather's nice. Um, I just hope people uh, can follow the guidelines so that we can keep things steady. Uh, I just have wanted to say thank you for the immense kind of show of support that we've seen from the community. Um, you know, at the beginning of the week, we saw kind of our first responders, police, fire, EMS, uh, out in front of both the Hillsborough Hospital and the UNC Medical Center in Chapel Hill to show support of healthcare workers. Um, and then uh, just yesterday, uh, there's the flyover of the C-17 uh, as a show of support, um, which was which was great. Um, I also want to thank kind of uh, all the nurses. Um, you know, they're a huge part to what we do in the healthcare field, and they allow us to be able to take care of patients. And you know, this last week uh, has been kind of nurses' week, and 
um, I just really want to say thank you to all the nurses uh, out there across the country for what they're doing. And certainly these flyovers are making a big difference. They are appreciating them. Absolutely. And next Thursday, keep your eye on the sky for another tribute to our health care workers. WRL is joining forces with the Bandit Flight Team and the North Carolina Health Care Association for a frontline flyover. These planes will fly over Wake Med, UNC Rex, and Duke Regional Hospital. We'll have live reports from the ground and in the air during our 7 o'clock news. That's next Thursday night. We have so few ways to really be able to show our thanks, and that's going to be a big one. Can't miss it. Absolutely. It's great to see that they appreciate this because, I mean, as you can see, as we've done this the last several weeks, mm -hmm. they've looked so tired. We understand yeah. the long hours they're working. It's exhausting. That's the least that uh, the community can do for these healthcare workers. Absolutely. We so appreciate them. Yeah. Well, that does it for our News at 7 on WRL. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50. Then we're back here on WRL at 11 o'clock. We hope to see you then. Have a great night, everybody.